0: Good morning, pal. 7 o'clock. Thanks for starting your Friday with us. Jam along with cake today. Who doesn't love cake? Especially on a Friday. Morning. Morning. Top of the morning to you, sir.
1: Top of the morning to you.
0: An extremely busy 7 o'clock hour coming up. Yeah. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex will join us. Because they have a tournament in Salt Lake City. So they have to get on out of here. Hit the road. Get to Salt Lake City, so we'll talk with him. Get his thoughts about Avalanche's struggles. Yeah. You know, everybody thought the power play would get a lot better with McKinnon back. Nope. It it, it hasn't. They are 0 for 5 last night. They lose to the worst team in the NHL, the Blackhawks. And Mark Rycroft, who's now replaced the late great Peter McNabb, made the comment last night, look, you don't want to panic. But, you know, we're getting to the midway point of the season. Right. And you can't you can't wait too long for the cavalry to come over the mountain with the return of Landis Skog, Right. Owen Byram. Nachushkin. That you, you got to get it kind of turned around right now with what you have. Yeah. And that, that was a devastating loss. The Blackhawks last night. It was not good. I mean, like I said, the worst team in the NHL. So um, we'll, we'll get some of Jackson's thoughts about where the the Avs are right now. Broncos coaching search continues. looks like Tuesday's the day they will visit um, Sean Payton out in L.A. and see what, um, what Sean Payton thinks about coaching the Broncos. And they'll also talk to Dan Quinn. Of course, they have to wait until after the Monday night playoff matchup with The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers talked to Dan Quinn, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, but uh, already in the books. Interview with uh, Michigan Harbaugh coach, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, who Michigan's president feels very confident they're going to be able to keep Jim Harbaugh. And we'll see. Okay. But they've already talked to Jiro Vero. They've uh, interviewed David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, and so more interviews. Raheem Morris is also on the schedule as well. Of course, he's... uh, Uh, The the Rams defensive coordinator, one-time Tampa Bay coach. So he is scheduled to also interview for the job as well. So just kind of a potpourri of things today. Broncos coaching search. Are you concerned that the Avalanche may not make the playoffs? Yes. I think the level of concern has, has grown. And because you kind of thought, okay, they'll, they'll get McKinnon back and they'll be they'll, they'll be okay. They won't be as good as they were last year because they still have key guys out. But they'll be much, much better. And they're not much, much better. No. So I've got some thoughts on that. Caught a bit of basketball. The uh, Buffs losing a tough one at USC last night. Got in a whole big hole early. Yeah. Clawed their way back into it. And end up losing to the Trojans last night out in LA. So we have said a busy seven o'clock hour, a lot of high school basketball talk with uh, Fertile Monument coach Jeff Johnson, Palisade Girls coach Don Baver, Montrose coach Ryan Vohringer. Ryan had a very chaotic day yesterday. Yeah. And so he is scheduled to join us uh, today uh, on the program, talk about tonight's uh, Montrose Palisade matchup, which, uh, of course, we'll have over on the Monkey. 95.7 here in the Valley, 93.5 in Montrose. Pre-game for the girls at 5.45. They'll tip it around 6. Boys around on 7.30 tonight. Montrose taking on Palisade. So uh, we'll talk with those coaches. Also, Montrose coach Steve Skiff in the 8 o'clock hour. So like I said, it's a busy, busy 7 o'clock hour on the program this morning. So uh, text or call the show. Something on your mind today. I'd also, your picks For Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: Not just any Wild Card Weekend. It's
0: Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: And this is the first Monday night Wild Card game, correct?
0: Ever. Ever. Yes. Ever
1: in history of footballdom.
0: Or at least national football. Yeah, I would. American football. American tackle football. Are you psyched about that? I I think it's kind of cool.
1: It would be cool if the two teams playing were teams I either cared for or liked, but come on, or as a, I had a general respect for.
0: But you just not as a football fan. Just
1: I mean, as you know, a football fan, sure, but like also.
0: I mean, it's Dak and it's Brady. I mean, it's not
1: uh, barf.
0: Well, those are those are brand names, though, buddy. I, I mean, know they're I mean, brand I, names. You may not like them, look. but they're, I don't like
1: them. <laughs> I don't. But you know who they are. I know who they are. And you know what? Hey, maybe it'll be, you know what? Maybe it'll be one of those games that will go down in the history of the NFL and have one of those, like, name games, right? Like Holy Roller or Ghost of the Post or Immaculate Reception. It's going to be the the
0: ice bowl. No, it's probably not going to be the ice bowl. (laughs) It's in Tampa. It won't be the ice bowl. But, hey, the way the weather's been, you never know. Right. Probably not, though. Could be Brady's last game in a Bucks uniform. It could. But then if you th- if you think back, who would have ever thought Brady would be in a Bucks uniform? But, ever. You know, and, and what does that mean? Does it mean he stays in the Sunshine State, goes to play for the Dolphins, which there's a lot of rumblings about that? Does he join the AFC West quarterbacking the he will. Las Vegas Raiders? He will. Or there's a the speculation out there that Bill Belichick, um, uh, it's, it's, it's Bill. It's Bill. I, know it's, I know it's been a while, but uh, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I miss your musk. Oh, okay. I miss your scent. Okay. I miss how you help us win football games. Well, And I get it. You're almost as old as me now. Um, but i need you so i desperately desperately need you so two things so i don't think that's gonna happen two things what
1: one that was one of the most um interesting <laughs> impressions of belichick i've ever heard it's not
0: great i'm not I'm not pretending it's great because it's, it's not it's, you know no it's terrible it's absolutely abysmal
1: it's it's fine it, it it served its purpose i should
0: stick in my wheelhouse of lou holtz and <laughs> Lou Holtz, and that's yeah. pretty much Lou Holtz. Pretty
1: much Lou Holtz. <laughs> um, I don't think Robert Kraft is going to allow for the return of Brady with Mac Jones still being the you know the first round pick. And is Brady going to want to come back if the team doesn't have an offensive coordinator? Which is why I am, I, and I'm not going to make any sort of wager. Or, Raiders make a lot of sense. The That's Raiders what, make yeah. a lot of sense. They're yeah. going to
0: move on from Derek Carr.
1: Josh McDaniels probably would, would kill to have Brady back in his good graces.
0: I think they like what they've seen from Stidham enough that if Brady gets hurt or Brady decides it's a one-and-done kind of deal, right? That, that they've got Stidham there as break glass in case of emergency because I I, th- I thought he looked pretty good in the two games that he played in for a guy that had never made an NFL start and had you know mostly mop up time preseason during his time with the Patriots right and and so it, it would make some sense that McDaniels and Brady would reunite w- yeah w- would reunite Miami makes some sense because he's already in Florida that's a team that is has a well it's already a playoff team but has the potential of being a playoff team again with with better quarterback play in regard to a quarterback that can stay healthy and, and 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 be in there you know game after game where Tua Tua I think has improved dramatically in terms of his play right but the concussion situation is certainly a a, a great concern has to be for Tua Tungaboyle himself has to be for the dolphins as well. Right. And and so okay. they're probably a, a quarterback that they can rely on in in terms of being on the field away from being a pretty good football team. I mean, obviously good enough to be a playoff team this year. Right. And you know kind of backed in a little bit, but you know they're in the playoffs nonetheless taking on the Bills coming up on Sunday. So it, you know we could very well see the last Time Tom Brady's in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform because it doesn't it doesn't entirely sound like he's done. No, I mean he was willing to blow up his marriage to continue to play football, and when you're still playing at a a, a really high level, which he is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he still seems like he wants to play that the fire is still there, and. Well it'll be an interesting offseason in regarding what happens with Tom Brady. And does Tom Brady end up joining the AFC West? I mean Mahomes? Now let's not get ourselves. Brady in the Herbert, same and, and Russ in the same division.
1: And and also too, the the prospect of Brady to Devontae Adams.
0: Oh he's gotta be yeah. And that's we'll not see. even
1: I mean the the Raiders' receiving core is is much better than what the production was this past year, and, and
0: anyway, you got to figure out what to do it, went down the road with you know contract for Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Certainly, that's that's a pressing matter because right. you you want Jacobs to still be there, but how much are you willing to pay for Josh Jacobs to you know to be that running you know complement to Tom Brady when he brings to the passing attack? But, I mean, they're, they're good pieces with the Raiders and what they have. Right. Their defense has to get better. They expected that defense with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby to be really, really good. Max Crosby's really good. That defense is not. And that's an area of concern, I think, if you're Mark Davis. But the Raiders do make sense. I mean, they, they play indoors. I could see Brady enjoying being in Vegas now that he's obviously a, a single man these days. Right, and I, I could see that situation probably being a a the most likely one for Brady at this point in time. So, just just your thoughts about the the weekend Super Wildcard weekend. Of course, it starts tomorrow here on the team with the Seahawks at the 49ers. Chargers, Jags. Of course, that Seahawks Niners game uh, pregame starts at two o'clock tomorrow, and then nine forty-five tomorrow morning. Some college basketball for you. Kentucky, Tennessee.
1: Ooh, that'd be a good one.
0: Right here on the Team Sports Network. of course, Maverick Basketball will preview the Mavericks games at Black Hill State and South Dakota Mines in the nine o'clock hour. So, lots on the, the agenda today, lots on the docket. We'd love to hear from you. Always want your opinions. Chick fil A Breakfast Team phone line, 970 242 1340. We'll also play Where in the World is Tyler Franson coming up in the eight o'clock hour. But time right now for. What's happening? Alright. Feels like it's been forever since we played the Avalanche song when they win. Because they haven't won. Because they've lost seven out of their last eight. Avalanche struggles continued last night in Chicago. They fall 3-2 to two to the worst team in the league. Colorado's power play issues continues. They went 0-5 for 5 against the Blackhawks. star Nathan McKinnon had two assists with goals coming from Kale McCarr and Evan Rodriguez. University of Colorado men's basketball. They were Out in L.A. last night, squaring off against the USC Trojans and the Buffs losing last night, 68-61, 17 points for K.J. Simpson, 13 points for Tristan Da Silva, and a career best, 13 points for Lawson Lovering. When Lovering figures it all out, he's going to be a really nice piece for Tad Boyle because he had 14 boards, he had a double-double last night, by far his best career game, but uh, the Buffs lose to uh, USC last night. 68-61, 68-61, Colorado's 11-7, and the Trojans now improved to 12-5 and overall after the win last night. Broncos Brass continues their interviews in search of Denver's next head coach. Several media outlets are reporting that CEO Greg Penner and others involved in the coaching search will travel to Los Angeles Tuesday to interview former New Orleans head coach Sean Payton. Denver's already interviewed Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, Denver defensive coordinator Jiro Vero, Former Indianapolis and Detroit coach Jim Caldwell and former Stanford coach David Shaw, the Broncos are scheduled to interview Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn sometime after the Cowboys Monday Night Playoff game with Tampa Bay. Colorado Rockies have re-signed Austin Gomber to a one-year contract. They signed the lefty pitcher to avoid arbitration. The deal is reportedly worth 1.65 million. Gomber went 5 and 7 last year as a starter, recording a 5.56 ERA, that is the highest of his career, the Fruitland Monument girls and boys basketball team swept their home doubleheader against Glenwood last night. Addison Air led the Fruitland girls with 17 points and of the Demons 45-31. Glenwood pulled it within 34-29 in the fourth, but the Wildcats were able to go on an 11-2, 11-2 run to get the win. Fruit improves to nine and two with Glenwood dropping to seven and five. Fruit Boys are eleven and one after beating Glenwood last night, sixty-seven to forty-six. Palisade Boys basketball team is seven and five this season, but winners of two straight, they'll travel to take on Montrose tonight, going up against a Red Hawks team that is eight and two after losing over eighty-five percent of their scoring from last season, and that was a team that went to the grade eight. Bulldogs head coach Corey Hitchcock says Montrose is always dangerous because of the high-level coaching from Ryan Vohringer.
2: Every year he gets a new group, does amazing things with them. He always does a great job. He always has his guys well-prepared. And I think they can do a, a lot of different things. Just a good, well-rounded team. They can play inside and out. And it's going to be a tough matchup for us, but I'm excited to play one of the top teams in the state.
0: So the Montrose girls and boys score off against Palisade tonight on 95.7 The Monkey here in the Valley. For those in Montrose, it's 93.5. Larry Newell and Pat Huley, will have the call for you tonight. With the girls' pregame at 5.45, they'll tip it off right around 6. The boys to follow at 7.30 tonight over on the Monkey. Last year, the Cotterman Mesa men's basketball team's playoff run ended in Lubbock, Texas, against an RMAC rival. The Maverick men made it all the way to the D2 basketball tournament Sweet 16 before falling to Black Hills State 72-62 in the South Central Region finale. This year, both the Mavericks and Yellow Jackets have high expectations of getting back to the tournament as they prepare to clash tonight. Mavs redshirt sophomore guard Blaze Street says it'll be a battle of who wants it more.
3: They're looking to make a deep run in this year's tournament, so obviously we've already went over personnel, so we kind of know that we match up pretty well against them at each position, so ultimately it's just going to come down to who wants it more and who's more competitive in that game. It's not really going to come down to the X's and O's as much. It's just going to come down to, like, basketball instinct.
0: So the Mavericks and Yellow Jackets tonight on the Team CMU Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. Coverage for the women starts at 445. They tip it at 5. The men around 7 o'clock tonight. And that one, and that's a look at... What's happening? All right, Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And I think we we kind of asked this question the other day. We didn't really hammer on it a lot with wild card. Su- su- excuse me. Super, super wild card. Super wild card weekend. Of the teams playing in wild card weekend, who has the best shot of winning it all?
1: Not to uh, be that guy, but that was actually – a poll question on the Dan Patrick show yesterday.
0: <laughs> it's okay. But you know Imitation it, is a sincerest form of flattery.
1: Uh to answer the question, the team that's playing this weekend that has the best shot to go all the way, the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think it's particularly close.
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go I like the see and I, I disagree that it's close, that it's not close. San Francisco 49ers are are playing some damn impressive football right now they are on on both sides of the ball with a third string rookie mr irrelevant quarterback
1: and they'll go far but go all the way i i
0: i uh, i I think that's going to be your nfc super bowl representative i think it's gonna be san francisco okay brock purdy playing like dancing like nobody's watching just pl- just playing his butt off. Just
1: doing what he got to do.
0: Uh McCaffrey's been a huge difference to them offensively. The way their defense is played, I I just you know, and I I think I think the could be Niners Bills. I I think you could see the top 2 seeds not neither one get to the Super Bowl. Chiefs defense concerns me. I think their offense, obviously, their offense is incredible, dynamic as you know it's the it's the top scoring offense in the league. Hey man. I just think their defense has, has some some issues. As and long, as
1: long as you got Patrick Mahomes,
0: you got you got a chance, you, you got do. Got a chance. But yeah, but then again, you can't fall asleep on Joe Burrow and the Bengals and how good they've been. And they lost Lyle Collins at tackle and they still have played extremely well. I, I just do you know, and now we got this this goofy thing. It's if it's going to be Chiefs and Bills, they're they're playing Atlanta in the AFC Championship game, which is just because of the Bengals Bills game right. being canceled. I just bizarre, but why, why wouldn't you have that in an AFC city? I don't. I just don't get why you wouldn't couldn't couldn't you find a.
1: It's got to be a neutral site.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying AFC uh, city, just an A an AFC. City. It no, doesn't, I, I, doesn't, I hear doesn't you. have to doesn't have to of course you even want it to be neutral site, but you could complain Denver. Which they tried to, and they were like, no. Go oh, come on, NFL. Come on.
1: We put new grass in for God's <laughs> sakes. We gotta use it.
0: Give us something. It's been a disappointing year. At least give us that, right? We're not gonna get that. It's gonna be in Atlanta. All right, 720. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. I'm
4: all right. Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? I'm all right.
0: Welcome back, 723. Jim along with cake today. Which team has the best chance to go all the way? Coming out of Super Wildcard Card Week. And yes, stealing from Dan Patrick. But I think they also had on the get-ups the other day, too. It's
1: it's a pretty obvious question to ask. It's kind
0: of like when something becomes public domain. Right. Right after, what, a hundred years or whatever? Isn't like Winnie the Pooh now? Public domain?
1: Techn- so <laughs> the A.A. Milne character is, but the Disney property... Is not... The the rule of thumb, red shirt, n- still copyright, no shirt, good to go.
0: Which I saw, there's like some Winnie the Pooh horror film.
1: It's it was released in theaters, <laughs> and uh,
0: like blood and honey or something. It,
1: yeah, Winnie the Pooh and yeah. some of his friends are yeah be-
0: become murderous. It's terrible. It's, it's awful. It's, it's a terrible thing, but. Along the same vein, it's as we as I pull us out of the ditch after I put us in the ditch, then it's sits out there. It's for it's for anybody in sports talk land to use for grist for the mill. So if you got some thoughts on that today, text or to call us All two thirteen forty. All right, he's an early riser today because he's a busy man. He's got uh, he has got a roadie out in front of him to uh, Salt Lake City. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Jackson, how are you? Good. What's going on? Got the scruff going today. We both oh, yeah. got the, we got the you know a little more gray in mine. It's middle of the hockey year. Yeah, cr- gotta gotta get the shaver out a little more. It's okay. I mean, but come on, it's like uh, you put a winning streak together. You want that beard to grow, right? I hope so. Hope, yeah.
4: Hopefully, this is the lucky facial hair. Yeah, uh, see? We,
0: yeah, we can get some wins off of this. Yeah, the winning beard. A, yeah. champion, a championship <laughs> beard you're growing right there. So uh, you're going to Salt Lake. Give us the, the details about the, the yeah. tournament this weekend. I'm taking the uh, the 9- and 10-year-old uh, A team, the more competitive 9-
4: and 10-year-old kids, out to Salt Lake. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, big weekend for hockey. So we have a bunch of different tournaments that a lot of the different groups are going to. And, uh, yeah, I'm taking the 9- and 10-year-olds out to Salt Lake. Playing a bunch of different teams, some Idaho teams, Utah teams. Uh, I think a Wyoming team will be out there, and then a Colorado team. So it'll be good. It'll be a little different mix of competition for uh, for the kids. So we're super excited about it.
0: All right, we'll have a safe trip and have a good time with the kids out there. Yeah. Uh, so Avalanche lose to Chicago last night. They lose to the worst team in the league. Yeah. Uh, Alex Newhook by that puck to the face. Uh, ah, not not good last night. But uh, not good for the Avalanche and just how they played. I think the thought was when. McKinnon would be when he would come back the power play would get dramatically better right it hasn't right and and I thought Mark R- Rycroft made a really good point last night on altitude that you don't want to go into total panic mode right now here at the you know the, coming up the midway juncture of the season but you can't fall too far out of a playoff spot and you the guys that are there have to start getting it done the Calvary's coming at some point. Landeskog, nachushkin Bowen, Byram, but this this group that's there right now has to start getting it done. And it, and a lot of it gets back to they got to start playing better defensively, and, right. and that's that's been a big big problem for this team, which was certainly not a problem last year on the run to the cup.
4: Yeah. So now they're four points out of the second wild card position. So they. And I mean, they have games in hand, so they've they got time. They have time. They have, you know, like right, right now, right Calgary and Edmonton, where they're at right now, are have more points, but they've played three more games. So you know, if the Avs win two or three of those makeup games, they'll be right there, back in the mix. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's one of the lower points of the year for the Avs. They go to Chicago, they go into a game which they should have won, and they yeah. did not. Um, unfortunately, and you know, and and they've been battling, and and you're absolutely right, right? It's like how long can they hold off until that cavalry arrives, right? So you know, is that going to be game fifty? Is that game sixty-five, seventy? Yeah. Like you gotta start the, saving yourself now, right? One hundred percent. With who you've got there, a hundred percent. And and they got to be able to figure out. Bednar's got to obviously make tweaks to be able to create wins and get points with the lineup that he currently has. Um yeah, they're just not they're not vibing, they're not they don't have the team chemistry. It looks like they had last year just a lot of guys that have been plucked and put in the lineup and then re-put in after they come back from injury and it's just, you know, it just seems like there's an ever rotating door right now with their lineup and unfortunately they haven't been able to settle in to this year um I mean, going. and going and I think every Avalanche fan feels that way too Is I mean we're halfway through the year and it doesn't feel like anyone's really settled into an identity of what this team is this year, right? Like last year they had a a very solid identity of, you know, talent, speed, able to play fast, you know, go out, score goals, play, you know, very solid. And then this year they're still kind of, uh, you know, struggling to find it. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, hold off. and, And I mean, obviously if they sneak in and get healthy, into the playoffs, or you know, they can make noise regardless Absolutely. of what, what seed they are. Right, when um, St. Louis went all the way and won the cup, right? Exactly. So and, and you it's know, kind of a similar situation. I agree. So so they just you know they got to get healthy. They got to get that. They got to get Lanny back. They need McKinnon rolling. You know, the whole nine yards, everything. So you know, it, it'll be interesting to see see how the uh, the
0: second half of the year goes. Because I feel like that they have improved with Georgiev as their goaltender. I mean. It, darcy kemper i mean he'll always be beloved in some level by by abs fans he was the goalie when they won the cup and 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 frankie's still there and frankie played last night and had the one save i think it was what second period incredible sprawling save that he made last night but it just seems like they're not they're not playing well in front of him him or Franco's right now Georgiev or Franco's. and that's that's frustrating to see right now yeah. because, I mean, considering who who, Kale McCarr and who, you know, who they've got.
4: Right. McCarr buried last night. And, you know, and that's – and the toughest part is, like, you know, these guys are still getting points and scoring and everything like that, but they're just not playing that that solid five-on-five game. And, you know, and then on top of that, the power play has just been just brutal. So when they have opportunities to have a man advantage – they're not clicking. They're not finding the right passing plays to get the right looks or the right one timers and shots on net. Um, you know, you know, and it's just unfortunate. And then you know, you you add in just minor turnovers, and now you're losing momentum on the power play. Just it's, it's not a, it's just not a good mix right now. It's just weird to watch. You know, as people that have watched yeah, the Avs past two, three years, that you know they've obviously won the cup last year, and then before that they were getting close and close, and now this year is just such a. Such a difference. Uh, it's 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 a lo- it's pretty difficult to watch for Avs fans right now.
0: Still feel though, like I mean, this team can get it together. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I I, I I feel I feel like they can. They
4: I, I there's plenty of time left, and I think obviously there is, which it might be their, you know, they're kind of kryptonite in the sense of that. Maybe we're not being urgent enough as you know like because right. right now people are saying like oh, they'll be fine right like people are saying they'll be fine, they'll make the playoffs, they'll make some noise, it's not a big deal, but like I mean it, it, they're not trending in the right direction yeah. right now, and that's what's super unfortunate is that they are they're struggling for simple wins I mean geez, on the road at Chicago, I get you're on the road, but that's that's one you gotta, for the you table. gotta win that game that's that's two points that
0: you know, you can't, you can't let slip through you gotta your fingers. Wait. Yeah. You yeah. gotta win. It, and so. it wasn't that long ago. They were, they were playing pretty good defensively. No, I agree. A few weeks back, so, it, so,
4: you know, I think it's, it's an up and down here. Bednar's trying to keep the, keep the cap on the bottle. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see when guys start coming back and then when also they can kind of start, you know, finding
0: their identity again. So. All right, Jackson, have a safe trip, man. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Rivercitysportplex.com. If they want to know about uh, youth hockey, adult hockey. Figure skating, curling, it's all there. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, time to talk a little Fruit of Monument Girls basketball with head coach Jeff Johnson.
1: Get in the huddle with Fruit of Monument Girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson on the team.
0: And a conversation with Wildcats girls coach Jeff Johnson brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Jeff Johnson joins us. Good morning, Jeff. Appreciate the time. How's it going? Good. I know you guys are getting ready to hop in the vans and head out. But let's talk about what happened last night out at your place, uh, in front of the home crowd. A 45 to 31 victory over Glenwood Springs last night, and at one point it looked like you were going to pretty much take care of Glenwood. But uh, they started uh, using a press defense. They 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 double teamed They started creating some problems for you. They got it down to 34 29 in the fourth, but you were able to put together that 11 11 to two run to close out the game. Uh, yeah, I think you have to like the way your team handled things at the end of that game, dealing with their, you know, their, their press and, and their zone, as you referenced, uh, as you made the comment in the paper about uh, those were some aspects you're really happy with your team in regard to how you finished that game last night against Glenwood.
3: Yeah, um, you know, uh, there's going to be adversity, um, and and we've seen seen it in a lot of our games. Uh, I mean, there's been games where we've been down six eight points uh kind of like at chatfield uh, last weekend i think we were down at 10 one point and um for whatever reason we got this switch where we could turn it on and start getting stops and getting buckets and um and i believe last night the biggest difference for us was we got to the free throw line uh the second half i, I think we shot maybe four in the first half and then 18 in the second half so
0: well, yeah, and I think you're right about that, certainly. with uh, Addison Ayers a good example of that. She had 17 last night to lead you. She was 7 for 8 from the foul line. So you were getting to the foul line, getting those opportunities.
3: Yeah, um, and, and we've been averaging about 20 a game. So it was like, man, we're not getting to the foul line in the first half, and then all of a sudden uh, we would be more aggressive, especially in the fourth quarter being more aggressive. Uh, and try and get to the basketball or get to the rim and uh, score. Um, so, I've uh, got to give uh, Glenwood great credit. They, they weren't going to give up, and we told the ladies this. Um, and so, it's on us coaches to make sure we are prepared and ready to go that third quarter.
0: For the amount girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson with us on the team. And I think the way um, Addison Air has really come on to be that that other score. Where you know, Liv Campbell has you know had a, a sensational start to the season for you. She played really well last year as a freshman, but teams she's a known commodity. And now that Addison's come on to kind of take that pressure off, where where teams are maybe doubling Liv and, and taking opportunities away from her, you've got somebody now that with Addison Air that's become a really reliable second scorer for your basketball team, Jeff.
3: Yeah, uh, we were wondering who was going to step up be that second scorer for us. Um, and Eddie's done a great job. And uh, she, she's one tough cookie for us because um, she's undersized against almost everybody we play against. But uh, she battles and uh, she's putting, willing to put her body on the line for her teammates and the team. And uh, and, and you can see sometimes she gets frustrated and it's like, keep going, you're doing great. Um, so it's great to see her step up.
0: So you're ready to get in the vans and play George Washington tomorrow. They're 8-4 they're and four in the season. Your team's 9-2. and two. Uh, Give me a, a scouting report, Jeff, of, uh, of the Patriots at George Washington.
3: Uh, it, it's going to be a scrappy game. Um, they're, they're pretty long and athletic. Um, they shoot the ball okay, but uh, we, we're just going to have to defend for the 32 minutes. Um, and if we get defensive stops, uh, limit their rebounds and get our transition going, I think we'll do all right. But uh, we told the ladies this, it, it, our offense really starts with our defense. So once we get stops, uh, we can go rush the court and hopefully attack, get odd numbers uh, when we go attack the offensive side. But uh, it, and it's kind of uh, what came before, the egg or the hen or the chicken or the hen. And uh, I, I really believe we got to get stops so we can score. And then once we score, we can set up our press defense or whatever defense we want to throw at them. Um, and so that's going to be the big key.
0: For the one with girls, Coach Jeff Johnson with us. Tuesday night, you're back at home, take on a Valley rival in Palisade. Uh, Bulldogs, Addie Ritterbush, the sophomore, she's having a really good season. She missed a good chunk of last year with an injury. Uh, she's averaging 13 points per game and close to six rebounds a contest. So a player that uh, you're going to have to uh, pay close attention to on the glass and also... Uh, uh, in terms of trying to keep her from being a, a, a big scoring threat for them coming up on Tuesday,
3: yeah, uh, she, she's having a great season, like you said, um, and and it's going to come down to uh, who's going to win those one-on-one battles, and hopefully uh, we could win those more often than not. Um, and uh, like I said, we want we want to make uh, her teammates beat us, not her beat us.
0: They also have uh, been getting some good uh, production from their junior, Chloe Simons. Uh, She's averaging nine points per game, about four rebounds a contest. So she's been a a good complement to Ritterbush, the sophomore.
3: Yeah, I mean, as a coach, you always you you need your one A and one B scorer, and they got two good ones doing it. Um, And and they got a good coach. He's not going to let them quit. They're going to battle and fight and claw and do everything they can to win. you know, that's what you want from coaches is we're going to do everything we can to keep us in games, get us in games, give us an opportunity to win it at the end.
0: Hey, Jeff, have a safe trip over to the Front Range. Of course, we'll have coverage of Fruto Monument taking on Palisade Tuesday right here on the Team Sports Network. Appreciate the time, Jeff.
3: Thanks for your time, Jim. Appreciate it. Have All a great right.
0: one. You too. Take care. Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fruto Monument girls basketball team. It's time for Sound Check. <laughs>
1: ladies and gentlemen
4: can i please have your attention i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story
2: and i need all of you to stop what you're doing
4: and listen former
1: raiders ceo amy trask recently did an interview with trey ringo for pro football network and among the many stories that she shares is one he will hear right now about a rather uncomfortable exchange with a fellow owner you you do
0: tell that One great story about one of your first meetings as an executive with the team and an owner who you have never named.
5: I will never name.
0: And will never name him, and I I respect that, basically thought that you were there as part of the hotel staff.
5: Right. First meeting I ever attended.
0: The first NFL league meeting.
5: First one. First First one. one As an executive. Um, Yes, it was a two-per-club meeting. Right. So every team owner sent its primary owner, and every team was let to bring another person. So Al was heading to a meeting, and he said, I want you to come to this meeting with me. It was in a couple days, and it was my first league meeting. As you know from league meetings, everybody rushes down to get the chairs, which is a whole other subject in its entirety. And you get to the meeting, and there's coffee set up in the back of the room, and snacks, and people mill around having either breakfast, or a snack, or coffee. I got down, that's what I was doing, waiting for the meeting to start, and the owner of a team approached me and said, would you get me some coffee? And I looked around and I quickly realized I was the only woman in the room other than those on catering staff. Right. So I thought very, very quickly and decided I was going to have fun with it. And I said, sure, how do you take it? I knew within moments the meeting would be starting and we'd all walk to our seats. Right. So I said, sure, how do you take it? And he told me and I brought him the coffee and within minutes the meeting started and we walked to our seats and as fate would have it, My seat was right across from his, and he saw me sit down, and Trey, you could see the blood draining from his face.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. That's a a great story from Amy Trask. All right, Don Baver, Palisade girls basketball coach, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show.
1: Talking Palisade girls basketball with Coach Don Baver on the team.
0: And Don Baber brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Don, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's game day, man.
0: It is game day. That's right. Uh, The Bulldogs at Montrose tonight. And before we talk about that uh, showdown with the Red Hawks, uh, your team coming off a a nice overtime win at home this last uh, Saturday. Uh, 33-31, you, you beat the Rifle Bears. And uh, Addie Ritterbush with a, an outstanding game. She had 16 points. Chloe Simons had 14 points as well. As that dynamic duo helped uh, your basketball team pick up their fourth win of the season?
2: Yeah, it's definitely nice to have some scoring and some secondary scoring on top of that.
0: Uh, Joel
2: Klatt, like from uh, Fox Sports, he, uh, I listened to like a show of his a couple of months ago, and he talked about like programs that go from losing big What they want to do is they want to start winning big right away. And that's really just an unrealistic expectation. So he talked about going from losing big to losing small to winning small to eventually winning big. And I kind of think that that's kind of where our program is at. Example, Coleridge, like we got blown out by 25 the first time we played them and then lost by six when we played them at home. Rifle beat us the first time around, and then we beat them in overtime the second time. So they kind of went from losing big to losing small to eventually kind of winning small,
0: and so you you feel like your team is getting that that Joel Klatt message, right? That that you're, you're, it's you know it's it's progress. It's maybe still in it came in cases like the rifle situation, a win against the Bears, but a closer matchup with Coleridge, that, that your team's kind of buying into that that concept, aren't they?
2: They definitely are, and uh, it definitely starts with defense. Like we're not a team that's putting up 50, 60 points a game right now, so. We run shell drill every day at practice, and the girls are really buying into the defensive philosophy to good help side. To really, if you get beat off the ball, it's not your fault if that girl scores. It's the team that needs to help you out.
0: Don Baver, coach of the Palisade girls basketball team with us. Tonight, it's Montrose. Uh, they're 8-2 and two right now. Briar Moss has had an outstanding season for them. She played really well in their loss against Central the other night. She's averaging almost 12 points per game and four rebounds per contest. So your thoughts on this Montrose team that uh, on their floor, I mean, look, they're they're tough wherever they play for Steve Skiff's team, on the road or at home, but they're really tough at home. That'll be a real challenge for your team tonight, Don.
2: Yeah, Coach Skiff's been around that program for a long time, and he's got those girls playing well. I think that last time I checked, they were the number four team in the state. And like you said, Moss, she's putting in 12 points a game, and they also got a couple of freshmen that are averaging close to 10 as well. So just overall, they're a really solid program.
0: And what else about Montrose poses a challenge for you in terms of what they do defensively? We talked about Moss. Oberg's had a really good season. Mentioned some of the young players like Leg, the freshman, and Oberg is also a freshman. But what does Steve Skift do defensively that, that makes things a little tough for your basketball team?
2: They just get after it. They just get after it on the defensive end, and they don't take off awful possession. All the film that I've watched, they're aggressive with their hands. They move their feet. So... Like I said, they just don't take off a possession, and so we've got to also learn from that and not take off a possession on either end of the
0: court as well. Ball girls basketball coach Don Baver with us, and then on Tuesday night you uh, head out to Fruita Mon to take on the Wildcats. That's a Fruita team that has played really well to start out of the gate. Uh, you know, Liv Campbell had a had a great season last year as a freshman. She's playing uh, even better as a sophomore this year. Uh, they've uh, also got some really productive secondary scoring from Addison Air as well. On their home floor Tuesday night, that's going to be a big win for your basketball team—a a valley rival.
2: Yeah, definitely. We have a tough stretch with uh, Montrose tonight. Actually, we got Junction at our place tomorrow night, and they're going to be definitely looking for a win. And then uh, Fruita—you know, Fruita took it to Glenwood last night, and Glenwood—they're uh, in our league—and then we got them next Friday night. So we got a little gauntlet in the next uh, seven days with four games.
0: As far as Fruita goes, what what makes them such a difficult basketball team when you when you face them Tuesday night?
2: Well, they thrive off their press. So you got to be able to break the press. So they're going to definitely get up in you and uh, look to get some early steals. So we got to have a good solid press break when we play Fruta. And uh, Jeff took over that program for Michael Wells and just kind of hasn't missed a beat. So they're really uh, just playing some good ball. And live, that's their girl. But like you said, they got some secondary scoring as well. And they've got a nice balance of, you know, juniors through sophomores that really kind of uh, play good team defense as well.
0: All right, so we'll have Palisade at Montrose tonight on the Monkey. 95-7 here in the Valley, 93.5 in Montrose. Girls pregame right around 545. And then Tuesday here on the team, Palisade at Fruto Monument with coverage starting at 515. Don, I appreciate it. Good luck tonight in Montrose.
2: Hey, go dogs! Thanks, Jim.
0: All right, thank you. All right, Palisade coach Don Baver. And we switch gears, and now it's time to talk a little Montrose Red Hawks boys basketball.
1: Get in the huddle with Montrose Boys basketball coach Ryan Vohringer
0: on the team. And Ryan Vohringer brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Ryan, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning.
6: Yeah, appreciate you having me, Jim. Appreciate the coverage. Thank you.
0: Oh, glad glad to do it. Uh, a hectic week for your team. You, you get the win on Tuesday against Central. Now you've got Palisade uh, coming in tonight. And this is a good Palisade team. Uh, Luke Fay has played really well out of the gate for them. A new addition for uh, Corey Hitchcock, uh, Josh Zotto, really good multi-sport athlete who's been their leading scorer. So they got a good little one-two punch coming into your place tonight.
6: Yeah, they do. Coach Hitchcock does a great job. He always has his guys ready. They play hard. And watching them on film. They got multiple kids that can score. Freshman point guard playing really well, and the Campbell kid's getting healthy at the
2: wing, and then the
6: Sanchez kid shoots really well from a three. Then obviously Faye and Zotto are are a handful down low, and Faye kid can step out and shoot mid range. They they got a good job. And the thing with Corey's team is they always play better as the season goes along. So he he does a great job.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, you mentioned the freshman point guard, Hunter Howard, his dad, Aaron, uh, former. uh, palisade baseball coach so he's the the son of a coach and yeah. and even maybe not be a basketball coach but uh, certainly has uh, that kind of uh, you know that that mindset from from having a dad as a coach that uh, that's a young man that is uh, really developed well for Corey hitchcock at that at that very crucial point guard spot
6: yeah i mean anytime your father's a coach any sport and we kind of have that down here with gage wareham his dad's our baseball coach and like I said, Gage isn't a great basketball player, but he does things on the court. He's the leader and he's a winner. Those are things you can't coach, and, and that's the kind of kid you want on your basketball team.
0: Red Hawks coach Ryan Volringer joining us today and uh, going back to your win against Central on Tuesday night, a 51-40 uh, to 40 victory for your basketball team. Uh, Boy, Jacob Hawks, big game, 24 points. He just lit it up, uh, especially from the, from the perimeter in that game on Tuesday.
6: Shot the ball extremely well, six for eight from a three and you know I tell Jacob and I tell Caleb people know who we are now, so we try to we try to put those guys in a position where they can't double Caleb and if they do we run Jacob on the same side so it's it's a hard matchup for teams with the way Jacob's been shooting and then Caleb inside. So but again we'll need some other guys to step up tonight. Corey will be ready to stop those two guys and it'll be fun. We you know, we had a good atmosphere on Tuesday and it'll be fun tonight here. We we tend to draw really big crowds here and it's it's a great atmosphere to play in, so
0: yeah, and that in the central victory, in the victory for your team over Central. I mean, Braylon Scott had twelve for them, but nobody else is in double figures. I think you have to be pretty pleased with what you saw from your team defensively against the Warriors.
6: Yeah, we played extremely well, kept them out of the paint. You know, they they were only made two three point shots. Scott hit a couple buckets late in the fourth on us to get to double figures, but you know our goal is to hold team's under forty five and keep them in single digits every quarter, and we did that until late in the fourth quarter. I think they ended up getting a couple buckets late, but. You know they're a hard guard. They got four kids that can shoot it, and then they got Scott inside. So that's kind of our bread and butter, um, Jim. If we can we can defend. I mean, like I said, we're not a great offensive team. But if we can defend, it gives ourselves a chance to win games. So,
0: Ryan or Montrose Redhawks boys basketball coach, with us, the number ten team in Class Five A. Getting back to Jacob Hawks for just a moment. That twenty four point game against Central. Mentioned he was great from the perimeter. He was six of nine from three point range. Did you do you expect that kind of night from him, Ryan? I mean, that's that's a that's a heck of a night to hit six threes in a high school basketball game.
2: Well, yeah,
6: we hope for that every night. But you know, six for nine, especially in our gym, we have some tight rims. We don't expect that every night. But he's been our second leading scorer all year. He only had six field goals, and they're all threes. He's more of a multi mention guy. He can get to the bucket. He can shoot mid range. So he didn't have any twos tonight. So, or on Tuesday, excuse me. We hope we can he can get six threes again. But He's been he's good at all facets of offense. He can get to the rim. He shoots it well from the free throw line, obviously from the threes. So, I don't I don't assume eight threes or six threes again tonight, but I'll take it for sure. So,
0: <laughs> if, if if Jacob's uh, going to deliver that kind of performance, uh, you will certainly uh, uh, be glad to see that happen tonight. We'll have it uh, on the on the monkey, our sister station, Montrose, our Highway 50 game of the week when they take on Palisade tonight, both in boys and girls play, and we'll have Steve Skiff, Redhawks girls coach, coming up next hour. Uh, Pre-game at 5:45 for the girls, right around uh, there. Six o'clock tip, and then the boys to follow, right around 7:30 tonight. Should be a really good one. Over on the monkey, 95.7 here in the valley, 93.5 in Montrose. Montrose scoring off against Palisade. A great Western Slope rivalry tonight. Over on the monkey, Ryan. I I know it's been a busy week for you. Appreciate the time this morning. Thank you so much, and and good luck tonight or good luck this evening when you take on Palisade.
6: Appreciate it. You have a great weekend.
0: You too. Take care. Ryan Vohringer, coach of the Montrose Red Ox boys basketball team, number 10 team in 5A right now. All right. So, coming up next hour, you'll hear from Steve Skith, Montrose girls coach. Uh, they're coming off the loss to Central on Tuesday night. Game where your uh, Girls, w- without Christina Manzanares, played really well at Montrose. That's always a tough place to get a win. And Mary Doan's team getting the job done on Tuesday night. So, Montrose looking to bounce back tonight against the Palisade Bulldogs, so we'll talk with Steve Skiff next hour. We'll also have where in the world is Tyler Franson. So asking you today, Super Wildcard weekend, of the teams playing this weekend, who do you think has the best shot of going and winning a Super Bowl? What's your thoughts on that today? Text Collis, 970-242-1340. Thoughts about the Avalanche. How concerned are you about the Avs right now? Very <laughs> Level of concern has to be growing. It's pretty high. It's it's a concern right now. Where if you're the avalanche, it's it's almost like I said. It's almost like hey, once we get Landy back and Nachushkin and Bowen Byram, everything's going to be okay. Well, first it was well we'll get McKinnon back and things will be fine. Yeah. Well, ne- McKinnon's back and it's not fine. No. He did. I mean, he had a really good game. He had two assists last night. But they still lost to the worst team in the NHL, and you don't want to overreact. But
1: you don't but, want to understate the problem either.
0: Yeah, but it's right now. It's you got to be concerned about where they are right now. So if you got some thoughts, we've got Dylan and Robert with some text, and RJ, we'll uh, get to those next hour.